No, we're watching it. We're talking. We're watching. I'm keeping my All right, eye we on are. It. No, I just I can't this is, this is... last night. No, 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 brother. You're Eight. good. You're good. I'm grinding. I'm grinding for everyone right now. No, you're grinding. Grinding for the audience. Uh, looks like Grady Dick just followed out. That's no good for KU. Uh, okay, you have 91 seconds left. 80, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm Yep. Okay. Yeah. Grady Dick just did some butt pats. Now he's walking to the bench. I see him at the bench. Maybe we're yep. caught up. There we go. You know what I don't understand? In this day and age with like head trauma and all that we know, can we stop whacking dudes on the head? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 250 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell friends. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. With me, as always, available to kick your PAPs. That's points after pod. Most Ooh, awesome. That's right. I'm going straight buckets after this. Four for four. Oh, yeah. Each one of them. Could have went, Everyone. yeah. Could have went two for fifty percent. Can you? Could you make an extra point? Not the, not the ones now, probably, but like the old school extra points. Where they cut those from? Like the five yard? What was that? Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. I would. I didn't point? really play soccer. I would have no. like if if you're going like old school, pull you out of the stands for like a hundred thousand dollar kick. Yeah. I'm turfing it. I'm fucking booting it right. I'm just <laughs> worm burner yeah, right yeah. in there. No way, yeah. no way in hell. Yeah, I'm not but, even sure I could get it. I'm not sure I could punt it through there. Oh, you could punt. Yeah, you know what? You're you might be right. It's tough. Punting a football is tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, punting is like it, it feels like maybe like a golf swing for me right now. It's just like, you know, one out of eight, I'm hitting pure and it's going where I'm aiming. And the other seven out of eight, it's buy me a new golf ball, buy me a new football. I'm not sure where this went. For sure. When's the last time like you earnestly kick something? You're like with intention. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. when you get past a certain age, you just don't kick stuff anymore. I know. Yeah. It just made me laugh. It's just like, I don't know, I was hanging out with Joe. He's running his mouth a little bit. So I just fucking <laughs> <Fucking> karate. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's good. I was trying to think about the actual time I tried it. Cause I remember extra point, it was it was about like I I feel like the last time I tried it was probably like a sophomore in high school, but now I would be curious because I just I don't know, I picture Sophomore high school is more of trying to will it and just trying to muscle that up there. And I feel like there's a little finesse to it, like where are you kicking this ball, like how to figure out how it works. Because it's not like all these kickers are miracle workers. And if somebody, if a human being can kick it from 65, you'd like to think I could get it from eight. You like you like to think. Although it might be tougher that close, right? Maybe you need a little distance to get a little air under it. Maybe we can make it happen. You want to do that this week? I could, you we fit can it in this it week? Can you find a park? That has a goal post. Get a football out there. Doctor misses the commish. Couple fingers on top of the ball. Yep. Get a stand, or you can do even do a stand. See if you can kick it through those uprights. I'm into. I'm going to give it a try. Okay. I'm into this. We're, we're this is it. this is hot IG content. Yeah, this is good. Do you have a football? Uh, I do not have a like regulation one. Should we do college or NFL? Uh, I don't care which one's bigger. I think I feel like college basketball is college football was bigger i don't know i don't give a shit just don't make okay. it a mini don't make it a mini yeah, yeah no, no no i think i have like a mini one for miss jr but um but not regulation 
not regulation. I'm like, I'll get one. I'll get one. I'll go to yeah, like we'll play, it, play it against Sam. I'll get the whole setup. I might even get fucking shoulder pads and a helmet. Really recreate the moment. <laughs> yeah, I might try to. I might try to be walk on at my local high school. Just kind of sit there, just shave my face a little bit, just be like, I'm, I'm new to the area. You know, I, yeah, I know for all these sure. guys. I'll be never been kissed like Drew Barrymore. Yeah, run it back. Um, Except guys, with one all thing the we... like salacious stuff where I'm trying to hook up with chicks. Sorry. I wanted to make that yeah. clear for the audience. I think it was not super clear. That... Yeah, but I think now you describe not it. Not with that. You it... can never be too clear with that. Sure. I feel like you pulled it in muddy waters. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is crystal clear, that is our rundown of episode 250, and it'll be going right through the middle of the uprights. Guys, right from the headlines, we're doing NFL wildcard weekend recap. Going to do below the fold. Lamar Jackson doesn't travel with the team. Going to hit that inbox on there. The Apollo Showdown, we're doing best robots in movies and then we're going to finish as we always do with our mvp of the week ladies and gentlemen you're our power it starts now extra extra read all about it i'm talking front page story all over the world it shook up men women boys and girls the headlines there if you want to be rich then you better make sure that you got your shit come on I brought rip from the headlines. NFL wildcard weekend. Didn't okay, they started calling the super wildcard weekend, right? And it's a little hat on a hat. Everyone calm down. Where do you know yeah. what it's called? It kind of reminds this is, me of this is the first NCAA four. basketball. Mm-hmm. First four. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we do? Mm-hmm. It's not, we're just overworking this. Yeah. I saw it on a sign. I forgot. I feel like last year they pushed it like that. And this year it's still a thing. It's still on banners, but they're not trying to shove it down our throat anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't need the pomp and circumstance. Let's we know what this is. We've all been here. I mean, I get it. Maybe there's like a nine year old kid that's like first time watching playoff football, you know, maybe they're maybe his team, the the Miami Dolphins are in it and he hasn't been in there a while and needs to get a little stoked for it, but it's unnecessary. This is let's just we're 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 gild we're gilding the lily, B. Gilding the lily. There it is, buddy. Love when you drop that. Uh, yeah, and I feel like I remember most of these weekends as, you know, you have a couple, two or three blowouts. It's our last blowouts that we see of the, see of the you know, just kind of the season as we start getting in those conference games, unless you're lucky enough to be the Eagles faces the Vikings of the NFC Championship, and then there is still blowouts on the table. But not this week. Every game but two within seven points. Yeah, the, uh, the basically, I think, was the, I think the Seahawks 49ers kicked it off, right? They, they were did, the first yeah. game, and then ironically, the 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 Bucks versus the Cowboys, which just a, a sad display. Gross. Yeah, booking on yeah, booking on the two. So we'll get to that. Uh, we'll just go through these games in order right now. Seahawks 49ers. Uh, yeah. got Brock Purdy. Four TDs. Uh, yeah, he just kind of look good. I mean, the Seahawks did go into halftime up on this uh, seventeen to sixteen. 49ers defense kind of locks down, takes it over. Is the 49ers the team to beat in the NFC in your eyes? I think they look really good. They've got a ton of weapons. The biggest X factor is like, can Brock Purdy really like harness this like Kurt Warner, like mojo coming off the bench, the new guy, Tom Brady. I don't call him Tom Brady. He's not there yet. Although I did compare him to a Hall of Famer earlier. So I don't, there's nothing to compare Brock Purdy to, but does this dude have enough swag to fucking keep it going? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, is there going to be a moment where it gets a little too big? Because a wild card game against a 
team that you've already seen and kind of prepped for a couple times already in the season. Is it going to have the stakes? You know what I mean? As like going to who do they play next week? Uh, the 49ers will be playing the, the Dallas Giants. Cowboys or the Cowboys. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is it, I mean, fuck man, that's an aggressive defense. Like, are they going to, are they going to, is it going to fucking seize up? Is it going to fucking tighten up? Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see. Cause I mean, the, the teams having personalities and actually like being known for their defense isn't as much a thing as a factor as it was. I feel like there's a lot of mediocre to shitty defenses out there, which we definitely will be bringing mm-hmm. up as we get through some more of these NFC games, but the 49ers, obviously not one of those, but if there's another defense on the other side, I think they lost a little momentum around the middle of the season, but they looked dialed in yesterday, I guess the Buccaneers and it would be those Cowboys. So I think to much to your point, you know, even though, you know, you respect the dolphins defense and, and when the 49ers were able to beat the Dolphins, I think that was a little bit more of Tua having that nightmare day and the 49ers picking up than it was like Brock Purdy, like just right. cutting the Dolphins apart. Cause I don't think he was really doing that. And uh, Tua had his like three interceptions within like a 15 minute span of play. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Like we're all waiting for that other shoe to drop with Purdy. And it, it is, it feels like right now it's in your mind. It's, what Shanahan's able to do with quarterbacks just off the street versus what we're used to seeing on these quarterbacks that kind of come into backup roles that haven't been prepped for the season after about six, seven games, like the bloom comes off the rose a little bit and we can see them exposed. And we really haven't even gotten a hint of that game from Purdy. Like he has, he's had some mediocre games, but I still put his mediocre game against all of our other, you know, good quarterbacks in the league, like Jalen hurts, like kind of finishes his, he has an injury coming back, mediocre game. Mm -hmm. A lot of Mm -hmm. good quarterbacks we've kind of seen that from. So there hasn't been like um, disaster. This is what we kind of expected from the last guy, drafted so i feel like he gets through the cowboys i don't know we'll see after how he has to face because i mean cowboys versus eagles defense put those pretty close maybe the cowboys like a notch above um yeah i think they have more like splashy players but i think i think that the eagles are are pretty pretty good themselves like they they can lock up some opponents just trying to think of like, I mean, obviously you have like Parsons and Diggs, and like so those guys make, you know, garner a ton of attention. But like, you know, they, they've got Darius Slay. The Eagles do. They've got some pass rushing. You know what I mean? Like they're they're a pretty good defense. I might I might give a slight edge to them now that I think about it to the to the Eagles. Eagles? Yeah, All right. but okay, but I but I mean, here's the thing: is is it's it's really not. I think what you hinted on is. Can Kyle Shanahan like just continue to like game scheme to where he knows that there might be a mistake coming, but can he plan and like essentially call a perfect game to make sure that Purdy's in the best spot possible? So even if there is a mistake, or even if he is playing shaky, it's like, all right, nope, that's no problem. Like we can we can get Debo, we can get McCaffrey, we can get Kittle, we can figure out easy ways and easy throws and easy like touches for these guys and let them shoulder the heavy lifting and you just fucking throw fucking three yard outs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's where it could get scary for the, the only way it can get. So let's look at that game real fast. The 49ers uh, Cowboys, it'll be in San Francisco. The 49ers are four point favorite in that game. The only reason I, the only way I can really put, 
these two te- these two teams matched up 49ers are just far more consistent than the Dallas Cowboys and the only way i see mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys actually having a chance is if they're able to get up like 10 or 14 points and it seems like such a boring like no shit morning espn tv comment but if you just hear me <laughs> out like which i see that is cuz Dak Prescott when playing from behind is prone to make mistakes and this 49ers team can really control the clock when they get yeah. ahead or like you're going for it think the way the Cowboys with their defense if we see a little bit of what we saw in Tampa Bay which forces Purdy to really take on his shoulder and kind of feel a little bit of that pressure that they're running out of time and then also free up Dak a little bit you know to lean on the running game a little bit more not feel pressured to like make that INT happen then it can be interesting for Dallas I just I feel like without Dallas even if it's you know if they're slowly exchanging blows like I don't think Dallas can keep up with San Francisco from what I've seen like end of season Dallas Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think and I think I give an edge of like Kyle Shanahan and like them finding creative ways to 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 get easy possessions, if you will, like to steal from basketball. But just like I feel like that they have had some really creative, really interesting looks that confuse defenses. And I think that that's going to like going against a Cowboys team that's like looking to read and be like, oh, shit, I know this is coming. I'm going to go try and go for the pick six, try and go for the the quarterback on here. And misdirection is, is huge for them. Um, I, I think like I'll give that edge and figuring that stuff out versus say like a Kellen Moore who, you know, has been doing a pretty good job, but I think like Kellen Moore designing something for Dak and if they get, if they get behind, he might try and press and put it in Dak's hands. And like you said, like that's a ripe situation for a, a untimely INT from Dak. Yeah, maybe a tough thing. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaguars win this 31 to 30. Uh, they go into halftime. Chargers jumped up 27. Was it? So they were up 27 to 7. But was it? They were up 20 by they 20. Tw- no, they were up 27. Nothing. Zero. Yep. yep. Okay. And that then, was the order of it. Okay. And yeah. then the Jags came back and just literally rallied off. I think. Oh, uh, that's right. Like a quick touchdown, but it was almost like the charger, like whatever, you can have a fucking touchdown. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Which was just, it was dumb. It was really, really like dumb, quite honestly. Cause I think they rallied off 20 points and then kicked the field goal and then, oh no, 14 points kicked a field goal, but it was still like 10, a 10 point differential heading into the fourth quarter. Yeah. It, this is a, I'm not one to be like, Hey, fire this dude. But I'm I'm there with Brandon Staley. Like I'm there with this guy. You know, oh, you get rid of this guy? Yeah, I just think like there's something there ain't right with it. We we brought him over as a defensive coordinator from uh the Rams and a big analytic guy. And I was reading something on the athletic and I and there's a lot of dudes that are clearly like carrying water for this dude, but it's you know, he's a great designer of defenses and yada 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 and also well fuck they couldn't the defense that they had could not protect a fucking 27 point lead in the game so spare me the like oh he creates all these situations you you were plus five on the turnover uh board and you fucking couldn't protect this lead and I'm also maybe I might just be really just fucking lambasting the Chargers, but I'm also starting to look at 
is Herbert does like, we know Herbert has got like the arm and the juice and fucking he's big and he's athletic and he could do pretty much anything that he wants on a football field. But does like he have the fucking stones to drive down and be like, you know what? We're getting a fucking touchdown because I, even on that, that, that field goal that they had when it was 27, 14, you could feel the momentum. They're on the road. They needed to fucking put up a tud, a tutty down, baby. They needed it, and it's like, all right, well, we get to the, we get to the fucking thirty-three yard line, kick the field goal. It's like, fuck it, man, put the fucking thing in the end zone, and then that was the last points that they scored, and it was from the from the second, the tail end of the second quarter where they, I think they went three and out real quick, and then kicked it to the Jags, and then Jags ran down and scored. All the way from that moment on, they were an ineffective offense. They could not, I mean, they could really move it between like the 40s, but aside from that, they couldn't fucking get it into a decent fucking field position. Yeah. So the Jaguars go to face the one seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs come in as an eight point favor hosting, have a little bit of problems, at least covering the spread. Uh, do you give the Jaguars a chance in this Chiefs game? I mean, all right. Doug Peterson clearly proven himself to be a very good coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this team has got a little bit of momentum going on here and their defense has played well at times. Little decent pass rush. You've got Trayvon Walker, some Josh Allen, the defensive end, Josh Allen, not the quarterback, Josh Allen. You know, you've got some things going on there. Like, I think that they've been playing pretty well as of late for like the last five games. I think this is early close because I think they're riding the momentum, but eight points is a lot. I wouldn't, I don't think that I would consider them an, an, an eight point favorite against, uh, against the Chiefs. I, I, I think it's, Jacksonville, yeah. I think, yeah, or, yeah, in there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, from what we've seen from Kansas City, I don't even know if like a week off necessarily helps Kansas City for how I've seen their offense been cooking. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes, great. You know, they find a way. It's hard to tell also with his chief scene when it's been a little bit of, you know, we take our foot off the gas, like we're in a good spot to win this conference where, you know, we have our eyes on the one seed. Uh, there's also, and you know, the Andy Reid coming off a of bye week thing. But I don't mean this Chiefs team. We've seen them have problems in the playoffs. Like under Andy Reid, I mean, they had that that Titans game where they got to a huge lead and Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself. Uh, we obviously right. remember the Texans game from three years ago. There's been, I don't know, like it's always been, I think I touched on a little bit last week, but there's something about, uh, there's very few teams that I picture is just like where it's a huge advantage to have that bye week. I think you're, you know, you sat, you haven't played football in two weeks. And you have a team that's coming off that's got the high of playing the Chargers. And if the Jaguars can keep their turnovers low, like if he cannot give the ball away, like it seems like the Jaguars have enough offense against this Chiefs defense where I, I think they can go blow for blow, especially when we've seen the trouble that, you know, the Chiefs have had in the in the red zone. Yeah, that's the thing is, it's like, I, I just feel like a lot of times with the Chiefs, they're they're basically like, all right, they kind of playing like, all right, well, Pat Mahomes will bail us out. Like Pat Mahomes will figure it out. He'll make a play and just feels like so unsustainable. But at the same time, like he continually rises up and, and does it. So it's like, I get it, but I just feel it's like, we are 
man, we're putting a lot on the shoulders of Pat Mahomes every single week. And that's again, going back to your like, oh, yeah, no shit. He's like the best player in the league. Of course. Like it's all on him. He's going to make fucking plays, but it just feels like, man, uh, if they lock up Kelsey, if they put on Jenkins, like the the safety that has played really well and kind of come into his own, they put him on Jenkins, they put Jenkins on him and they really just, all right, fucking Juju Schuster-Smith, MVS, like you guys got to beat us. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they can control the, the running game so they don't get anything from that. Oh boy. It gets a little dicey, man. It can get a little, little slow. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't have like the Dolphins Bills, you know, kind of purview that I saw walking into that game before it happened, where it's just like snores fest. Like this Chiefs Jaguars game is, I mean, I'm be watching this. It'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be a good watch. All right, jump into the Sunday game. So, um, Giants, Vikings, Giants take care of business 31 to 24. Um, probably the least surprising of any of the upsets. Uh, We've been talking about this Vikings team all fucking year about not being the real deal. Uh, They show that a lot of ways. I think the main way they showed it was just how porous their defense was like a really, it kind of looked college football-y out there. Like, I don't know if you can break down what you saw, but just the chunks of field, the sections of field that these giants wide receivers were catching it in. It was like insane. It was just like, I, is there a different camera angle? Like, are, like what kind of zone could this matchup be? Cause I mean, it was just, it was eight yard passes going for 16. I mean, they were catching it with guys, not even within three steps and it was just being picked apart. And on top of Daniel Jones, just running at will. I mean, especially that first quarter, like, I mean, I think, I think he ran for seven total first downs that game. Maybe it was even more, but uh, I don't necessarily, you know, I want to blame the Vikings defense a little bit, but I don't want to be sour grapes. I mean, fuck the Vikings. I've been saying that all year long. Like, fuck them. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> Not really sweating it. Never thought this was going to team that do anything. A uh, big question I want to ask you about is like, is, uh, is Daniel Jones arrived a little bit to be in kind of that tier two conversation, especially when we see he's going to get that contract next year and has his performance done anything to you to give patience for some of these younger quarterbacks that might not pop off at like the end of year one, beginning of year two, but kind of, grow mature in the league and then look like a, like a legit opponent, which I saw from Daniel Jones in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, man, isn't it such, yes. The the second part. Yes. It's like, it's so imperative to young quarterbacks having like a competent coach out there. You know what I mean? Going from the fucking shit show that Daniel Jones was under to now with Brian Dable, right. You're talking about, we just were talking about Purdy with fucking Kyle Shanahan, we're talking about um, Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson, right? I mean, what a mulligan in the first year. We talked about Justin Fields, at least like, hey, like let's not have a, a, a coach that's like actively trying to sabotage our quarterback at a, with our play calling and putting him in situations that he's totally woefully unprepared for. It just goes to me like the edict that like Bill Belichick was like, has always said, and I've heard him say this a lot. It's like, don't tell me what the guy can't do. Tell me what he can do. And I feel like a lot of times we have coaches that have like ginormous egos that are like, Hey, this is what I do. This is how I'm going to do it. And so I'm going to make you guys fit my mold. Whereas the successful coaches in the league are like, all right, what's their strengths. And let's try and maximize that as much as possible. Right. And Daniel Jones is a great example of guys that were like, he came out of Duke 
he kind of was a little high riser on the draft boards, maybe because of the position he played was drafted probably even sooner than he should be. And it's like, all right, this guy is in the fucking real deal. Then it goes to the giants. Right. And it's like media shit storm. You know, he's fucking, he's shown some athleticism, but they don't have, you know, the weapons and they get the weapons and Kenny Galladay stinks and he's running for 80 yard scrambles and tripping over his own two feet. Like it can't go any worse for a quarterback. And yet here he is, you know, he's, he's past super wild card weekend with a fucking dub the, the giants are in the playoffs since like what, 2015, 2016. And it's like, yeah, this is a, this is like a, you know, the, for us, like a potential, like next Eli Manning, somebody that we could see in, in New York for like, the next decade, right? I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. Am I over? Am I gone too far no. on the other side? No, I don't think so. I think a great thing you you point up is like we talk about kind of these quarterbacks drafting has been such a crapshoot. Do we need to give a little bit more attention to the actual coaches that these quarterbacks are coming underneath? Like, is yeah. that something we've kind of been neglecting? Because I think we are. We think I think we look at it, and Trevor Lawrence is a fucking fantastic example because he came in and year one, you're just like, oh, like is he kind of overrated? And now you feel like he was held back a year. Like we didn't really get to see him his first year. Then when he shows up now and it's just like, you know, throw it around. It's just like, yeah, like a lot of these guys, it seems like maybe they do get stifled and maybe we do need to look instead of treating it like looking at all the stats and be like, oh, like drafting a first round quarterback. Yeah, that's coin flip. That's 50-50. It's just like, I don't think it is. I think we got to look at, there's definitely some of that, but I think we definitely have to look. And we've talked about this, like the system you come into, like Mm -hmm. it's not a coincidence that like, all the first rounders for the Cleveland Browns were fucking, you know, a dis- like disaster fire. Like there's no way odds of that would even make sense. <laughs> like it was just like, yeah. we have to look at the system. Like they're walking into what that is. I'd really like to see, and you know, we'll never really know, but I would love to get into a system into two organizations and just compare like one that's ran well with one that's ran like a dumpster fire and like the chasm of difference that is, yeah, you yeah. know, like, like a Pittsburgh compared to like a Washington DC, yeah. you know, like it just like feeling the vibe just in that, like people knowing what they're doing, like people working together for a common cause, like people like building relationships, having a long-term plan. And then it's just like, just a dumpster fire, just trying to fucking put enough shit together to like, we talk about like, I know the commanders had the weird thing, but it's like commanders having the state of Washington on some mugs being sold outside their stadium. I mean, that's, that's and I know we're in the book club. We're like it's just like you know extreme ownership. How he does it? It all kind of like tied together, where it's just yeah, like a hundred percent comes from the top down. It, oh no no the 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 commanders are like like from a football perspective, like there's like there's a lot of talent on that team. But then you're I have to work under Daniel Snyder, who has like had literally some of the worst like 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 honoring of you know sean taylor that i've ever seen like did you see all that stuff on the sean taylor when they unveiled like oh there's a there's a lot of stuff but the the sean taylor is the most egregious you know so obviously for those that don't know sean taylor was like this like bright star defensive star that they drafted that was like unfortunately killed in a home invasion and like so they've done a couple different things to like memorialize him and there's one thing they're like we're unveiling a statue and it's like I mean, no disrespect to Sean Taylor and the memorial, but it was like it was like fucking wire hangers that they were like strewn together with like shoes that were not of his brand, gloves that were not matching the brand that they had. Like it was just totally like haphazard. And I was like, it's almost it's like fucking disrespectful on so many levels. So there's that. That if I was a player, if I was any free agent, I look at that and go, fuck no, I'm never gonna play 
in 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 or in in the state of Washington for the the Commanders, but then yeah. but then you see like that like the, the 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 state of Washington cups, but also too it's like then they decide week eighteen to roll out a new mascot like the season's over what the what the fuck are you guys doing it's insane it's almost like that they're purposely like leaning into like the negative press and they're like hey maybe if we maybe like a, the pr strategy is we're just a bunch of fucking idiots and we'll just no no bad press is, is or no yeah no bad press is what's this expression yeah bad press is good press thank you good press yeah yeah no such thing as bad press there you go. uh yeah it does it's it seems like a little of their fu like a petulant child where it's basically you know calling themselves the uh football team until everybody was on board for it. like they call themselves the football team because they're like fuck you like we don't read yes. our team so we're just gonna be you know severed about this and then everybody, once everybody thought it was cool it's kind of like i kind of like the football team they're like yeah. all right now we're the commanders and it's just like okay <laughs> now you're back on brand because that is the <laughs> most boring fucking team i've ever heard in my life all right uh dolphins bills so um this game almost Almost starts out 21 nothing, And then that second Knox touchdown pass gets taken away. They mm-hmm. kick the field goal, go up 17 nothing, And then Josh Allen doing what everybody said. They were just like, Josh Allen doesn't turn over the football. Mm-hmm. Then there's no way the Dolphins can hang. Allen does turn over the football. Uh, this guy they got, what's Skyler? Skyler Thomas? Thomas Skyler? What's Thompson. Skyler Thompson, yep. Not going to be yeah. here anymore next year. That's Yeah, he played no, like They just let him just fly and i mean is i mean this is like it kind of had a tecmo bowl vibe to it maybe like a little bit of madden just two brothers playing really fast on the holidays that don't know the game very well and they're just like let's just we're gonna check it up every possession (laughs) like a lot of drop passes uh dolphins hang in here a little too close for comfort ball uh the bills sneak away 34 31 are you afraid of josh allen able to take care of the football to get his team to the super bowl um yeah, it could just be like doing too much. Like there could be, we could be interesting. We could be entering into a like Josh Allen trying to do too, too much. You know what I mean? We've got a lot of like the storybook season, right? DeMar Hamlin, everything like this going on. You know, could he be pressing too much and just trying to force it? I think it's hard for like young guys, young athletes in, in general to like really learn how not to do that. And it, it would be a shame because the windows are so tight in football for like him to now try and really push and press and make careless decisions or just like, like he lost it. I think it was on like the first possession that they had where he was running. Do you see it? Where it's almost like he was running and he was really loose with the football and he got knocked. And then I think he like ended up actually kneeing it out of his own hand as he was running. Yeah. And his and own, like, it's the one that his own team recovered, right? I was like, no, it's, I it's this, the this is the one that went out of no, no, no. This is in the like the first quarter that just barely skirted out of bounds, like midfield oh, yeah. somewhere. I think that was his first fumble because he had three fumbles on the game, I believe, and one lost, and then two ints. And it's just like you're just pressing, dude. Like you don't need to. Like you've got a really good team, you've got a good defense. Like you don't need to. You don't need to be super Superman every fucking possession, and you've got a lot of good talent around you. So just fucking let them cook, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We saw that. Um, then might get it done. We'll see. I mean, Cincinnati will be formidable there. They seem a little exposed with their offensive line health issues. Yeah. So I let's, we can jump to that game right now. Um, Bengals Ravens, 24, 17, this game, obviously won off of Huntley's extending for the goal line, 
football take. I mean, they call it a fumble. That's kind of feels. I guess it was like it was like swatted out. It almost seems like it was just fucking snatched away. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like give, exactly. give me that football. Take it like the other way, like uh, ninety yards or whatever it is. I don't have a problem with the stretch. I feel like it was mistimed. Do you feel like this game goes different if the Ravens score there? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the Ravens win this game, right? I think that I think that they do. I think that they sneak past them and and win this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was a. Uh, I get it. This is this is worst case scenario. Because how many times do we see that leap over? I think maybe it was just a little too far out, and that was the issue. But like we see, we've seen guys do this tons of times. You know what I'm saying? So I really can't fault him for for doing the extend. Maybe it's just it's too far out to do it. it would yeah, maybe interesting- we see the quick. There was something weird about it, right? Maybe it's how long it took. Like I yeah. think usually we see like like Josh Allen doing something, it would just be like the quick and just like dart it over and almost pull it back, and a little less of just kind of the Air Jordan like hang it out there for a beat. Like yeah. it seems like you got to make that quick little jab to see if you can get it over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't hang it out there. Um, but it's like, man, they were right there. I mean, that's a, that's as good of a touchdown as, 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 or as close to a touchdown as you can get. No shit. It was a 98 yard football or fumble return. I get it, guys. I'm tired. You get it, it, bro. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, fuck, I I don't know. The, The most interesting thing to me is, is like, we talked about it. We'll talk about it in the next segment, but like Lamar not traveling with the team, fucking Harbaugh's kind of not letting letting Lamar kind of twist in the wind with his post game comments a little bit. Like that to me becomes like, ooh, this is a real, this is a situation to monitor. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll get there with Blow the Fold, but I, I want you to remember, maybe you can pull it up because I want to put together all this. Like we're a couple of detectives, like map detectives, and, mm. and like Lamar's, you know, the contract situation going throughout the season, like were we expecting, I'm burying our next segment, but also like the tweets that were coming out, him not traveling. We'll get into all that shit guys. Stay tuned. Does anybody only listen to like this part of the podcast? They're just like, no, now I'm good. Don't need below. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're just give me that first 15. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're pot committed. You're buckle up. You're in for the long haul. I wish we had like the thing. It's just like no exiting the ride. Once you board, like, it's just like, you can't, your phone locks up. You're just unable to stop our pod once you fire it up. Yeah, yeah. You're on a fucking roller coaster and you've just got to wait to the end. Until the end. Go. But I, uh, uh, Bengals, Bengals, Bills, who do you like? I I like the Bills. I, I do. I think, like, give me, I'll give them a slight edge. I think, I think the, the pass rushing, like, for the Bills is going to be huge. They're missing their, their tackle. Jonah Williams, the Bengals are. Like I, it wasn't really yeah. like solid offensive line, you know. It'll be interesting. This is this will be like uh, we'll get a lot of storylines. I'm surprised that this is like the early game on Sunday. Quite honestly, yeah. But I've, I've, I feel like all their scheduling's kind of been weird. I mean, I don't know what I expect them to do, but yeah, like this Cowboys Buccaneers game. I guess we can jump into it right now. I don't know why I say this for Monday night. I mean, nobody, nobody was this expecting is, this to be a good. This game. is a turd team. Yeah, and then it's a team that's like trying to prove they're not a turd. Going head to head Monday night. Exactly. Let's close it up. Uh, let's jump into that right now. We got Cowboys, Buccaneers. That's uh, the eight nine Buccaneers hosting a playoff team. Do you have a problem with the division winner hosting the team? Are you on this bandwagon? I don't give a shit. Like if you win the division, I get like you're in a 
shitty division, that's a random draw. You still host it. The division winners host the game. Get over it. If you're yeah, uh, a 12 quick... and five wildcard team, then go in the fucking football game. Yeah. Then your you're wild card team. Win your division. Win your division. It's, that's what it starts. You play the most games against your division. Win your fucking division. I don't care if it's a fucking juggernaut. So be it. Who cares? Yeah. You got to beat the best to be the best. Yeah. So it's just like there's a four point difference, but the Buccaneers should get to host. And they did. And it didn't matter. 31 yep. 14. Cowboys win. Not even that close. There was uh, Joe Buck. Nice enough for all you Cowboys betters out there to give the old announcers curse by showing the stats on Tom Brady having the longest streak since 2019 with the Patriots without a turnover in the red zone. That was followed up two plays later with the INT he threw in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So perfect. that was perfect. Uh, so, yeah, so that would have weirdly because, you know, this was the missed extra point game, which will be remembered. Uh, so the Cowboys only up six, nothing at that point. So it could have been, I don't know. I think the vibe would have been weird at that point for the Buccaneers to be up seven, six. Not the case though. They get the INT. Uh, they go down there, score another touchdown, miss another extra point, go up 12, nothing, uh, going to halftime up. 18 nothing after another missed. Uh, Buccaneers never really into this. There was a slight chance when I think it was uh, it was 24 nothing. The Buccaneers score a touchdown. You feel like if they went for two and it was eight to 24, that it could get yeah. a little bit of that Brady magic, and they missed the two point conversion. It's good one, Brand. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Tom Brady? You want to weigh in on this? Oh, the world it's so is sad. Yeah, it's so sad to me. This is a, this is about as sad as it gets. Without getting like, oof, we're doing a long-term damage to your career tom i love you this pod loves you please hang it up you're done you played to 45 you said you wanted to play to 45 you did it sir you're a free agent you could pick your spot but now more than ever you have to have like the most perfect scenario for you to be successful and it's the the, the way things are set up to be competitive you need quarterbacks that can make plays on their feet that ain't you, sir. You're 46. You're three years older than me, and and I'm not making plays out of the pocket. So that's a really good toss point. It Do you feel like that's changed in the last year, like uh, putting the premium and the value? Because it used to be pocket passing, especially when all these quarterbacks yeah. that couldn't move on their feet were coming out. Like you know, it was around RG three time, where it's like, all right, let's experiment with this. And there was a little bit of a pushback on that because of the injuries that were happening, happening, and they were just like, oh, pocket passers is where it is. Like, let's look at these guys, like Sam Darnold. He's a pocket passer. Now it feels like it's a prerequisite. Like, show me how big your hands are, and can you roll out of the pocket? Yep. And are you taller than six <laughs> one? And then it's like, now I will consider drafting you. Like, yeah. ain't no more. No more Tom Brady staying in there. No more Kirk Cousins, completely immobile. No more, you know, Drew Breeses at a 5'10". Let me make sure I can peek in between my offensive linemen. It's just like, I think you're right. Like, if you can't move, we're not interested. Yeah, you, you, the game has changed and we need somebody to be, like you said, moving out of, you don't have to be, to run, but you got to move out of the pocket. You got to like exactly. ma- manipulate it. And like, that's not it. So it's like, they're giving you ultimately... You know where the quarterback's going to be. You know exactly where he's going to be. There's no fucking RPOs. Like, there's no threat of anything on this. He's standing back there, and we've got the horseshoe pocket surrounding him, and that's it. So we can get pressure in his face, on the edge. Like, he's fucking throwing it into the ground. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he just is. 
yeah, because there's two different styles of it, right? Like there's the, you know, there's the Aaron Rodgers who isn't going to take off. Like Aaron Rodgers isn't looking to like gain a quick seven like a Daniel Jones, but he is looking to reset the pocket outside yep. to kind of get that pressure off of him, like and really just kind of extend the play. Uh, I feel like Brock Purdy sneakily doing that a little bit. Like I like him getting out. There's a lot of stuff where he can, you know, kind of roll left and still be throwing right, which is mm-hmm. super valuable. And you're right, like Tom Brady, soon as it's there, he's throwing out a feet. Uh, he's forcing something. He definitely doesn't want to get hit. So he's going to let go of it a little early also. I think that is a detriment. And to your point, you know, it is a little too late, but it's almost like, it's like gambling, right? You lose that first bet. You're just like, now nah, I'm doubling down yeah. like on blackjack. And now you're like, now nah, I'm going to double it again. And before you realize it, like it's just four years later and you keep doubling down and you're playing for the fucking Raiders and you're like <sighs> three and nine being like, when can we wrap this up? I know. And then it's like, oh, then they bench you. No one, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. You played longer than anyone expected. You you've won at a high level. You you had the thing where you went to the new team. You you won a Super Bowl there. It it ain't working yeah. out the last two years. And I said this on the text thread, but it's like more often than not. In fact, it's the exception to the rule. John Elway is the exception to the rule. Absolutely. You don't get the, you don't get the storybook. You don't do it, guys. Hang on a little too long. And this is what we're seeing with Brady. We knew it was probably going to happen last year, but he still had a little juice in the tank. He still rallied back against the defend or the Super Bowl title Rams. Like that was a good game. It could have gone their way. This yep. season, the way it all shook out, there was none of that. You could it was, yeah, he had the bloody mouth in the Rams game. It was still cool. Yes. And it, like you all he still had that same respect too, because we were just like, if he goes out, like it makes sense. He almost pulled him back, but it's just kind of like that death rattle, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, this makes sense. I mean, this team started out as just like if they're in any other division, they're not in the playoffs. Yep. Like, and then Tom Brady, unfortunately, you know, like his life takes a dramatic, his personal life takes a dramatic shift. Like that's all over the tabloids and stuff. Simultaneously, why he, while he's losing a step, while, you know, it seems like a big step backwards for the head coaching. I mean, just like the, the yes. play calling, just the offensive strategy is fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had multiple, like multiple game losing streets throughout this season. Right, two game losing streak, three game losing streak, two game losing streak. I mean, this was just like we knew this was gonna happen. We just knew it was gonna happen. And next season, wherever he goes, right, we're looking Matt Ryan level or worse, right? Going to a team that's got a position open where it's like this guy's gonna get fucking killed. He's not gonna be able he is Tom Brady, but he's not gonna be able to conjure quickly like rapport and get everything on the same page and get it to the way he likes and get the personnel. It's just not going to fucking happen, dude. It's not going to happen. I, I, I hope he sits. No one wants to see you on the Colts. No one wants to see you on the Raiders. No one wants to see you on the fucking command. No one wants to see it. Just go, just put it done. Give me the fucking avocado tequila moment. Give me fucking rocketing the Lombardi trophy from two boats to what, you know, to another boat. Yes. Like, give me all that. Yeah. I will remember you. It's just kind of like Gronk holding up a drunk like Tom Brady. That was awesome. Yes. yes. Give us more of that. Yeah, we Give love us that. more of that. We love you, Tom. Love you, Tom. Um, all right, blow the fold. Let's get into it. Uh, um, Lamar Jackson doesn't travel with the team on top of the tweet. Do we see Lamar Jackson as a Raven next year? It sure looks tenuous, doesn't it? I mean. Yeah, so shake out. So give me some of the highlights of what's went down. I mean, obviously we know in the offseason he's fighting for a contract. The can't i mean do they they just can't get a line on it is that like a dak prescott thing where well i think the the biggest issue was so so i think like and i know a lot of people will make 
light that he's basically his own agent, which is I, I'm not as I'm disappointed by that. that. There's I'm enough fucking that. information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People can do the math. It's like you got lawyers. You can look it over. Really, Google what, I think, what everyone else is fucking getting. Like it's just like that's what I, I feel think. Like, yeah, agent to me is just like yeah. It's just like this is fine. Just look up what everybody else is getting. Figure out where you rank amongst these players. Print off that contract from your wireless printer and be like, I'd like something that looks pretty close to this. Right. <laughs> I like that we're still printing in this negotiations. Can we you are, imagine? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if? Can you imagine you wanna, what a power move just, is? You don't want to pull it up just on your phone. You want to look like you had a little pre-thought. So you want to put, you want to print it off and put it in like a little manila envelope and then open the envelope and be like, I, I have, I just like, had a scene envisioning in my mind when you're talking this Lamar's at his home in, in Florida and mm-hmm. fucking Harbaugh comes by with like all the, the front management and they like slide across the table. Like, Hey, this is what we want. Like two thirty and a guaranteed buck 60. And then all of a sudden you hear his fucking wireless printer go. <laughs> it starts printing off sheets of like Kyler Murray guaranteed money figures. Like I just, I, that's, that's what I see at this, at this, at this scenario here. Um, Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something exactly like that. Okay, so yeah. So they, yeah. So they do this. He represents himself contract negotiations. They can't see eye to eye. He plays without it, which is fine. This isn't four years ago. And there's getting more guaranteed money involved. So he knows no matter what happens to him, even if he has a little injury, which he does, you know, there's still going to be a suitor out there for him that will pay him uh, somewhere closer to what he wants, or at least, you know, feel confident enough to where if they don't call his bluff, it's not a career blundering mistake. Like, uh, we've seen God. Who was that basketball player that overbet on himself? Do you remember that story or something? Like he didn't take the guaranteed money. Like he bet on himself or something, and then he made like one sixth of. I'm throwing a curveball at you. And I oh, Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, was that it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He but, passed up no. like a huge, like seventy million dollars and got like <laughs> three million bucks the next year or something crazy. Yeah, so they're not talking shrewder level. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think like I think really what it does come down to is he looks at like Roger Rogers fully guaranteed, like Deshaun Watson getting that monster contract. Um, I think like he's looking at that and like putting himself in that like echelon, or like even like a Dak Prescott, you know. So it wasn't as much money, but it it was more percentage of the guarantee. So I think he was looking for that like, hey, I want this guarantee. I think Kyler was at two thirty and a buck sixty guaranteed. So I think he's like, look, like I have an MVP. We've gone to the playoffs. Like we're much more like a certified winner than than a lot of these guys that are out there. So like, where's my fucking like break the bank? Like load load me up. You know what I mean? Back it up. Yeah. Would you take good? No, I was gonna say, and it didn't it didn't come. I don't think they they budged really too much on it. And it was like, all right, well. I guess we're gonna just we're just gonna hold you to this twenty three million dollar deal that you got. Yeah, I just wonder how far off they are with this. Okay, so that happens. Whatever, it's it's kind of hanging over the season. He's still yeah. balling out. It's not quite MVP level. I do think he looks a little better than he did last year. Uh, and then it comes down, gets injury, comes in there. There's a couple things. Did he? Is it his story that he unfollowed the team on Instagram or something like that? Was that him? Oh, I don't think no no Marcia. no. I think that no, that was Kyler Murray did that for a minute. I was Kyler, okay, yeah, yeah. Would you take Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson right now on the lines? Let's say Goff is like, I'm retiring. He's like, my he's, Goff's he's, like, my girlfriend's a fucking smoke show. I don't know what I've been doing this long. 
We're moving to the yeah. Bahamas. Dot dot. Yeah, we're off. going. We're going the crab crample hopper route. We're going to Thailand. One way <laughs> ticket. Peace. Yeah, we're doing it. Deuces. Um, I think I take Lamar Jackson. I think because if we could get the money right, which we probably could figure that out, I think we would take. I think I'd take Lamar Jackson over Kyler Murray right now. Kyler obviously yeah. coming off of an ACL injury, but I think like, I think like. Lamar commands a little bit more juice in the locker room. Like I think guys are like, I was going to say that I was was, was like, all I can go off right now is it comes down to, you know, who feels like they can get along with their teammates and that the jury's still out with Kyler Murray on that. And if you know, this, we we hopped into it a little bit, but this um, Deandre Hopkins, like trying to get moved or that trade coming up is, is still, there's something still weird there. Okay. Well, let's just talk about it. So he, uh, he has the tweet that comes out. Um, What's and the tweet's something, it's something like it's just, it's a weekend of cryptic tweets. It's something that's just like, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. It's not that, but it's just like, you know, you got to appreciate something if you don't fully appreciate something or you should fully appreciate or see the value in something. Like it says, if you guys are confused, like I know I'm not nailing it, but it is as cryptic because you don't know if he's saying like, thank you, or if he's just like, it has the vibe of like, the Ravens are fucking up, not appreciating to me. The big thing is like, he doesn't travel with the team. We don't really yeah. hear an excuse of why it is, you know, Harbaugh is unable to really answer to what's going on. This to me is the telltale sign because if you do this, like, you know, the public's going to find out and you want the public to find out. So to me, it's the most passive fuck you, you can give. Yeah, it really is like a, a weird thing. Like I do kind of wonder, was there any sort of pressure from the organization to be like, you got to play? You know what I mean? Like we need you to play. And, and I know there was pressure in the media. We saw it. We saw guys literally ask for him to be like, yeah, I'll just put a brace on. And, and then, you know, RG three literally was like, don't do that. This is what yeah. fucking ruined right. my career. Trying to, trying to play, you know, yeah, he came zero. back too early for, for a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And we've seen it derail careers. You know what I mean? So it was like, um, I do wonder if that's maybe like, we'll, later on many years later maybe we'll hear his side of the story is like look they were fucking they're like no you're fine and I, I had my doctors that were saying that i wasn't fine and then i felt like really pressured to go so i was like fuck it fuck you guys like i'm done you know because he definitely seems like that type of person to me that it's like if i if like he doesn't trust you like it doesn't matter what you could say it's what you throw out there he's done i'm i'm over it dude how much does this parallel Kawhi leonard is yes. this not the fucking Kawhi Leonard situation? I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! That's awesome. What a what a comparison. What a great comparison. Yeah, right. Because I mean, it's not, like if you remove like the money aspect, like it's legit, very tight. Represent myself, like public accusations that like is the injury as bad as they're leading on? Like no trust for the internal team. Quietly forces the way out and just. Once, you know, fool me once, like you're not fooling me again. Like I'm, mm-hmm. that's a wrap for yeah, us. A hundred percent. And that, and that would be like, if I heard that that was all that was coming down the pipeline, I'd be like, all right, I get why he didn't travel with the team. It's like, I don't want to be a part with it. I'm sure he texted with his guys. You know what I mean? Cause clearly like even JK Dobbins, all while I disagree with like the moment in time of addressing it, like was like, you know, fuck it. If we had Lamar here, we win this game. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. was him being like, you guys should have paid my guy. You should have paid my guy. You know what I mean? And, and, and you didn't, the, the sad thing is, is like knowing what we know and like 
just say the events play he signs the deal the events play out the way it is like does lamar fucking strap up a brace on his knee and go out there and risk like serious like career-ending injury even though he's got his guaranteed money you know what i mean that that like yeah like does that it's like okay well if i got the if i got 230 guaranteed then that's where i'm that's That's crazy you're right i i bet he does i bet like he does seem like that kind of dude like it's like this is what they paid like they the contract pays for the toss of the dice on my leg. Like I'm going to give them fucking everything and go out there and do it. For sure. For sure. That's a lot. Okay. Well, real fast, real fast. I'm going to give you real fast, real fast. It's good podcasting right there, right there. Um, All right. I'm going to give you four teams you could end up with. Um, You kind of, you're a little bit better about the internal structure of teams that'll do certain shit that will go all in what kind of cap space, at least on the rough edges they have. And if they can make a move like that, or tell me if I'm missing someone, Am I four? These are in no particular order. I have Jets, Raiders, Colts, Commanders. Is there anybody that I'm kind of blowing by for you? Uh, and if I know Lamar, just his style of play or something, I don't know. I think I think the Raiders make sense to me. I think the ownership with Commanders and Colts have you questioning that, and you're just like, why would I want to walk into this nightmare? I mean, I know money trumps all, but it's just yeah. kind of like that's – kind of uneven footing over there. Uh, I mean, the Raiders, Raiders are in the toughest division. Jets could be interesting. I don't know why I'm just not seeing the Jets as a fit, though. But maybe it could be. I think it could be. I mean, I think they've got some really interesting young talent. I just don't know, like, I think in order for this, for them to get them, like, I would think that they, I think they need to, like, throw some some picks their way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really think that they need, the Jets would need to be, like offering up some some serious draft capital and they had three first round picks and they moved over to the first round so i just kind of wonder where their assets are like from a draft capital perspective yeah one team you that like i sorry a little little cash pour on picks yeah exactly right like i don't know what, yeah. what sort of picks that they have and and all the other stuff because i think it would take picks plus they need to sign to a long-term contract and i i you know i think they've got to move on from some money to figure that out just to get under the cap this year I think well, like a car, it. like a Raiders car, and car would be interesting. I don't know whether, yeah. Raiders so, that's be. the thing is, is like, I, I mean, car, I think would definitely go to the to the Ravens for sure, given that. I mean, the trouble is, is like the Ravens are really they're doing they did some weird things with their wide receivers. I'm not a big fan. They didn't give like Lamar any real options to like to throw to, like, they traded Hollywood yeah. Brown, like his Luke favorite Hollywood wide Brown. receiver. Yep. It was just like a really like they didn't backload. It's like, all right, we got Mark Andrews, but all right, we got to give him something. Richard Bateman was pretty good. Then he got injured. Um, and that might be his kind of like his fucking, you know, career arc with the the Ravens. One team that I did hear that I thought was kind of interesting was, and this is a little bit of a bullshit organization too, and they just fired their coach. But the Texans, with all their draft capital that they have, and they have some assets, and maybe they could, you know, conjure up some of that good time feelings by moving moving to Lamar. Like, I don't know if he would want to do it, just given the state of the franchise. But like, I feel that's like that's what I'm worried about. The Texans, like the Texans, Texans, as far as like a player's perspective, feels like it has one of the worst raps when you know you saw how DeAndre Hopkins wanted out of there in his prime, yeah, and then. 
even, I mean, this is before we all knew what a piece of shit Deshaun Watson was, but Deshaun Watson was still quietly because mm-hmm. he wasn't like Deshaun Watson wasn't really like a throw the team under the bus guy back on the Texans, but there were still like whispers behind that, like he wanted to get the fuck out of there too. So it's just kind of like not a good track record for, you know, players yeah. wanting to stay there. So I wonder if that gets in your call. Cause if you're, you know, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're like, fuck it, man, I don't want to make this fucking mistake twice. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I sure. want to. I know, like he does it, but it's just like I want to get somewhere where I can really start cooking with gas. And the last thing I want to worry about is you know having support of upstairs. And then the other team that I was thinking of is: do they do the rave or the excuse me? Do the Falcons go all in? They've got fifty six million bucks in cap space. I just looked it up, so they've got enough to throw a fucking big contract, throw a couple firsts, pull that conjure up the old Mike Vick of old. The Ravens will like it because they're moving them outside of the AFC to the NFC. We're going to a, yeah. a team. This could be. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I like, no, I like, I love this Falcons idea because you know who you include on all. So you get Lamar Jackson, you're trying to throw a pick back. Uh, you have the cast space to do it. And you throw a little, a little Calvin Ridley who you're ready to move on from as an organization. Yeah. Just- there you go. Maybe that's maybe that's an asset. Hey, look, there you I, go. I think it's just like, hey, this is a wide receiver talent that we want fucking nothing to do with anymore. So best best of luck to you in those parlays, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be <laughs> a sexy that could be a sexy little like deal that. right there. I'm just trying to think. Like that. But other other four that you got, I think I like I like your Raiders. It makes sense with where they're at. I like Atlanta too because I like uh, I, I mean I think going to Atlanta you have to feel good about opportunity to immediately compete for that division. Yes. I like the Ravens, and that's the other thing like, too. And the Ravens don't have to yeah. worry. It's like we're not seeing if we're seeing Lamar, it's not till this fucking Super Bowl. And then whatever that is, that that is. I, I just feel like trading guys, like, you know, because the, the Raiders got to be careful with trading car. Like they don't want to see fucking car go to the Colts and then see them fucking in super super wild card weekend. They don't want to do that, B. Is do teams really not are they really concerned with that? Is it like the embarrassment or they're like really afraid of like, is it the jealousy thing? Like, you just don't want to see your ex-girlfriend with the dude hotter than you? Or is there, like, sure. a legit, like, like why add this new bulletin board material? Like, just in case Derek Carr gets really good, ship him somewhere fucking else so we only have to run into him once. Yeah, has maybe, maybe, scenario. maybe if you're not scared of him. Maybe if you're like, it's Derek Carr, maybe we're like, eh, we're not that scared of you. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if we move Kirk Cousins, like, I'll give him to the fucking Bears right now. I'll give him to every team we play. You can like it's like all time quarterback. You have all time quarterback. That's hilarious. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You guys have two quarterbacks now. We'll just figure it out. Uh, all right, let's hit this inbox. I'm gonna have to get snooty. In all the sports rivalries, what's the biggest social disparity in typical fandom? For example, if a Harvard and Missouri were rivals, that would be quite a difference in tailgates. Mm. So I thought about this. So the first spot I hopped, I was like, all right, I'm gonna look for. Just the roughest teams, which would be the fucking Eagles that have no class. Eagles fans, Eagles mm-hmm. fans for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm like, absolutely. all right, who's their rival? Are there? But then, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. There are no classy fan bases in the NFL. Not a one. And I've, <laughs> I've been to a lot of the stadiums, and not once I was just like, man, they have a little integrity in the way that they root for this team. <laughs> like they just yeah. like they're classy about how they drink at ten o'clock in the morning. Like it is just not. There's just not one that's going to fit. So you're going to have to look outside of football. So what I started chewing on, I'm going to, I'm giving you time to kind of mill over, maybe some mull over some college football teams. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe I go to baseball and like Cubs seem like classy fans. Cause they just kind of 
They're fine. They're chill. Yep. So I didn't know how shitty White Sox fans were. And I looked up and it said Cardinals fans were their biggest rivals. I couldn't really find a baseball fit. And then I was wondering maybe about Milwaukee Bucks, but then I came back to Chicago fans. But, but Chicago fans are kind of beloved. So I couldn't really I ran into Chicago twice because I was like, Milwaukee seems like a chill. Like we like Oklahoma State, I thought maybe was like, you know, um not as insane fan fan base. Maybe you could see like theirs, but that's I think it's that's the best answer I could give is I, I can give you some teams that I think have classy fan bases. I cannot find an arch nemesis that is just absolutely trash. Cause right now I think it's more of leagues have a certain kind of fan base as opposed yes. to teams. Yes. I would agree with that. As I was kind of running through the Rolodex, I was like thinking like a power five, you know what I mean? It's like, like when you get into like the sec, like old miss fantastic tailgate, like kind of that, like, southern bell and like all these guys doing it so it's like so do they look down their nose at like an auburn fan base you know what i mean like right, yeah but then the auburn fans or, or, or and alabama fans like uh, well see they i think they kind of were the same thing like so the alabama fan did you hear that story it was like a one of those like quick 30 for 30s but it was like he, he put the poison nails into the tree. Like there was like this tree on oh, campus. Yeah. That really, so old, that, yeah. I, 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 maybe, that. maybe it's like Auburn and, and like Alabama. Cause I always feel like Alabama is just a bunch of like fucking redneck hilly, hillbillies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I think Ole Miss has got that a little bit. Um, I think that one of the classiest, I always felt like the classiest fan base was like a USC you know what I mean? Sorry, Tom, fr- friend of the pod. USC, oh, yeah. like UCLA, like a lot of wealth on the West Coast, like permanently tanned, like sunglasses all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but are you conflating like chillest with like, like apathetic? Apathetic? Like yeah, it's just like because sure. I'm like, well, Cowboys fans are kind of chill because they're just fucking front runners and bandwagoners, and when you go to the football game, like they're kind of watching the TV, they're kind of watching the football game, and they're kind of just in like, you know, the luxury suites. For sure, for sure, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, maybe, yeah, but that's the thing is, it's like Cowboys Raiders. Like, do they have a rivalry? Do they like that? Seems like a real juxtaposition. That seems like a real race to the bottom. Those two fan bases. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't. I think because of regionally where they are, it's hard to get some like true. Yeah, like, we all kind of have dichotomy. the same. We're all yeah, we're all playing to the same song. We're all cut from the same cloth. Like this yeah. is you know this is kind of what we're known for in this area, this region. Grew up. Yeah, I don't think you're really getting. Yeah, kind of- I mean, because because what you're really looking for is like Pacific Northwest, or excuse me, like Northeast to going to like, you know, like Snooty. Like I love the Harvard. I like I love yeah, the Harvard, Missouri, Missouri. Yeah. Great, great, great comparison. But it's like yeah, it like Arkansas doesn't play like fucking Boston University ever. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like yeah. it's not it's not That's happening. It you know what I mean? Regional. Well, we gave it a shot. Good email. Kept coming in. If you guys got an email for us, it may be sportspodcasts at gmail uh, Neapolitan Showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. I wrote best robots in movies. Sent to us by Friend of the Pod. Joe Booth, I think he has the most reps sitting around. 
talking a little Star Wars, talking about how I haven't seen it. Robots came up. Other stuff came up. You haven't seen Star Wars? And I'm going to get on it this year. I'm going to okay. get on it for this reason. Friend of the pod, Erica, was giving me shit about it. Good. Um, maybe not shit, but she's like Star Wars. And it was just coming up that I you know, haven't seen the Star Wars. So I will. I don't want to be one of those guys that is just like, I've never, you know, uh, no, I've never, I've never tried a Coca-Cola. I've just never had a Coke. Like I've never, and I'm trying to make that my thing to make me more interesting. So yeah. like, I try to, I'm trying to shed all that shit. So I will sit down and get into the Star Wars and we'll see how much gas they're cooking with. So but you're telling me, come up. yeah, you're telling me you guys do have a TV in your house. That's interesting. That's so weird. That is, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I don't watch TV. You don't, I don't watch TV. I've never, I don't I watch never TV. I don't know what this is. That. I don't, I don't listen to music. I'm just kind of a reader. I don't know if you know that. Like I like to read books. Right. Reader. 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 Uh, yeah. I'm going to knock that out. I'm going to get that down. But uh, uh, I did want to beautiful. read some robots. Have you thought about your order of watching them? It did come up. Yeah. So I think what they decided, everybody was weighing in. Joe, Katie, Erica. Champ wasn't really weighing in. But they decided the order was the order that they came out in yes. real life. So I'm supposed to watch so. four, five, six, and then one, mm-hmm. two, three. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I agree with that. I think that's the the wise thing. Yeah, I agree. I'm into it. Uh, are your kiddos into the Star Wars? Or is it like uh, important? We've talked about this before. Yeah, like, we you know, have. Do like it's not high on your priority. Like let's get them out there. And it is fun to like... share with it. They liked it. I think they watched it a little too early. I think it was they were like excited more because I was excited to watch it. But then like one, two, three, I have I do not have the same like affinity to as obviously yeah. four, five, six. So there was a little bit of that, but they were excited too. But we just watched like we just they just watched on Disney Plus like Avatar, the first Avatar, and then Avatar Two came out, and I actually took them to the theater to watch Avatar Two. That was a long oh, yeah. movie. That was a long. Oh yeah, movie. I haven't seen the first one. Yeah, yeah we're gonna it's we're gonna bring you know we got March Madness coming up, and I'll be out of town. But we're gonna bring up a little bit more like uh viewing we're gonna talk a little bit more of you maybe i give you a breakdown when i'm finishing a tv series or something like because i want to talk to you about white lotus 2 mm. spoiler alert it's a piece of shit you're good i don't know if you watched it it's boring mm. you're not into boring stuff if you're looking to fall asleep quickly maybe throw it in if you're falling asleep just fine <laughs> don't worry yourself about it uh, okay let's get them. Oh, real yeah. fast adam driver which one is he in i like him which star wars is he in he's in not in the original i don't think i think mathematically that would make sense uh Oh, I might want to turn in my card here. He's in the, the like. Like the third, like one, two, three, or is there more of them? So there's four, five, six, one, there's two, more three. Of them. There's more of them. He's in the ones with after Luke, like. So post Darth, Darth Darth Maul post and Hayden Christensen playing yes. somebody. Yes, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, but he was playing Anakin Skywalker and Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like that whole origin story, like it's after, it's after six, time mm-hmm. gap, and then there's, I think it's Ky- I think he's Kylo Ren, so whatever that oh, next yeah, one yeah. is, Kylo Ren, yeah. And then the fucking chick that they rolled out, which Kamishet dressed up for uh like a superhero day one day at school as mm. the chick. I can't remember. Oh yeah, da- Daisy, Daisy something. Yes. In real life, I don't know what her name is in the movie. Daisy like Good Riddle guess. or Riddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, you know, that's good. I like, again, like 
man to like get all like hook line and sinker on fucking sci-fi seems like a real tough but no i just sound like the guy who doesn't have a tv in his house i just <laughs> yeah, said that so, that was not. yeah okay well guys that is our star wars segment <laughs> you know, we like to cap it at like 15 minutes and only three facts in those 15 minutes so i think we somewhere in the ballpark on there <laughs> Yeah, do we just boom her up and fucking Star Wars? Jesus Christ. <laughs> totally. Uh, all right, my third place, I got Wall-E, my third place robot. Love uh, Wall-E. Very cute. Big, big lift for this guy, adorable. Uh, can keep Super adults' adorable. attention as well as kids' attention. Going out there, silent film style. Not rolling yes. off the dialogue. Got to win you over with some action. Got to mm-hmm. see, see what it is through the choices you're making. Just can't rattle off to us what the exposition is. Checking you out, Wally. That's why I made my list. A lot of heart. I love Wally. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, I think uh, Chris Wheatley, friend of the podcast. It's like one of his favorite uh, animated films, I believe, is Wally's. Goes the bat for that guy. Oh, Stop. it's great. It's it's good. The kids love it. Dr. And Mrs. The Commission love it. It's got the fucking the musical in it. My Fair Lady, I think it is. I don't know. That's always, but Dr. And Mrs. Commission is always like, whenever you guess, because uh, she loves musicals. Whenever I guess musicals, I'm like, I don't know, My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. So My Fair Lady. Exactly. It would help is maybe if you watch My Fair Lady, be able to quickly Never. deduce if it's my fair lady or not. Okay, yeah. Never. Nice to do that. Never. Uh my number three going 80s. I'm loving this guy. I'm going the T eight hundred, not to be confused with the T one thousand. Talking original Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. Fucking badass. James Cameron. That's, Speaking of James Cameron. Two. Oh, that's, that's your number two? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. Nice. Uh, I was wondering if this would actually count as a robot. So I do like the AV on there because I was just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of has to. It's like made. I guess you just added in the time traveling element, but I guess it's not. I don't know if I'm anti robots being able to time travel or get it off my list, but it's yeah, fucking, re- it's, it's shaky ground. I get it. I know. I see where you're at. Is you there gotta... something about it? I mean, it is like, I mean, you look at the picture, especially when all the skin's off, you're just like, oh, that's a fucking, it's a fucking robot. <laughs> that right. is not a human being. It's not an alien. It's made from something. It's, it's a robot from the future. But uh, yeah, the red eyeballs, the figuring out what's evil or good, be able to make that call yep. in your little analytical computer brain. Oh, and also like the movies give us the POV of the robot, seeing him break all that shit down a little. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm stepping on your number one, but a little RoboCop style. I mean, that was the fun thing about RoboCop, right? You're just like, oh shit, this is how this guy's. But RoboCop might be half robots. So he might get half points. Good number three. It's number two. Thank you. Yes. Robocop, I did discount because isn't that the isn't it the cop's brain and face? Like it he is, was on my yeah, he was I on think, my comp console bracket. Yeah, I think that's closer to like a super like it's an enhanced human with some robot parts. It's just What's like a it's a cyborg. Man. What's a I cyborg? I think a cyborg is like man and man married to machine, like half mm, man, half machine. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. My number two. You give us Terminator, the T. Actually, like I, I would take a deeper dive on Cyborg. I'm pretty sure Cyborg is it is a human enhanced with machine parts. So you're starting with a human. Like you're not, I don't know why oh, okay. you would do this, but you're not taking a Wally and throwing like a human arm on him and you're just like, check out my cyborg. I That's think not a cyborg. Are, no, no, no. That's <laughs> a robot with a human, human arm. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Started as a human, enhancing, enhancing senses and stuff. What's the what's the, what's the tipping point on a cyborg when you get into cyborg to full robot? Or like how much robot? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't when you go full robot. Um, I don't know, man. I think it says maybe as soon as the human stops running it, like is it just like a machine heart that's pumped, but it's still a heart, bro. We are thought you were 
Pawdance, you thought we were in the weeds on fucking Star Wars. Do you hear us talk about fucking cyborgs? Cyborgs. <laughs> we, are, hey, we just said a word. We don't know off. anything about it. We're just going in deep into the woods. Yes. Yeah, this um, is inspiring some more pre-bot pod conversations. Yeah, number two. No, this is when we're at our best. This is when we're best. <laughs> um, my number two, Johnny Five is live. This yeah, is your number I saw one? this coming. No, 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 no. It's no, not. Okay. Uh, I do like Ooh. this number two. This Ooh. is um, Short Circuit, right? Yep. Short Circuit. Short Circuit 2. Don't don't leave out that classic. He did. Yeah, he ran, ran it back. Ran it back. Ran it back. Once. I mean, this is one of the better movies. Kids, 80s. Like, who doesn't love fucking Short Circuit? Johnny Five is alive. That's pretty good. Yeah, because I almost got to give you the nod on that. Because if they do, obviously, you have the audience's vote behind you because we decided to pull that. There wasn't a sequel to Wall-E, but there was a sequel to Short Circuit. There's there enough clamor yeah. that you got to get. You got to pull him back. Yeah, what it was, was great. I can rewatch all these. What was the origin story on like Johnny Five? Was he just like uh, somebody trying to make like a friend? Uh, I think he was. I I do not remember. You know what? We can't keep swinging this. and missing. On yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna cancel. Deep... I'm canceling it out. <laughs> there you go. Don't we're put me going in the spot. right now. Yeah, I'm giving you. Uh, I've just decided right now we're gonna decide number one on how many movies in the franchise. Right now, you have a one movie lead. Terminators we pushed on. Uh, Johnny Five Short Circuit had two to my one Wally. My number one spot only had one movie. There's no way we tied. I don't know if you've seen it. I think I've recommended it to you. Again, we all remember the tragedy of Shot Caller, where I lost all respect for movie recommendations in your eye, where I went from Siskel and Ebert straight to Rotten Tomatoes is how you viewed my Rex. My number one, though, is I'm going with Ava from Ex Machina. It's a robot. Oh, that's so funny. I have not a smoke seen show this robot. Yeah. Dime piece robot. Dime piece robot. Yeah. That's a hot but robot. is she, is she hot all bot. robot or is she a little cyborg? If you catch my uh, drift. <laughs> all ro all robot, but rocking all human. Ele- and when I say all ro- human elements, they bring it up all human pieces, but she is a robot made from scratch. Oh, yep. no way. Yep, 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 yep. We all know what we're talking about here. I, we, all know. we do. Hey, up audience, you know what's yep. up. This is the one with Oscar Isaac in it, yes? Absolutely. Yes. Which almost gives me a bonus point just because how awesome Oscar Isaac is. Yes, I yes. Okay. You know what? Uh, we're putting Oscar Isaac in the um, – we're putting him in the – Actor Hall of Fame? Actor, let's, can we do it right now? Yeah. You're in the, hey, hey right. Oscar, pause. Take okay. a breath. If you're seated <laughs> – Lay down. If you're driving, pull over the car. Pull if you're over. half cyborg, shut down that cyborg part so it doesn't right. overpower with the all the excitement it's going to go through. Right Enhance now your emotion feeling because you're in the Hall of Fame, sir. So it's Meryl Streep, Denzel Washington. I think Al Pacino, Jack Nicholson. Al Pacino. And then the one guy that was, who is the one guy that showed up in two? We put one random actor that we spotted in something. I've got to write these shit down. When we get a big following, they're going to keep track. There was one small-time bit actor that we saw in something that was in something else, and we're just like, you're in the acting. What was the – we ended up to stuff. I'll look this up. Guys, we'll post this on Instagram. I don't remember who this actor was. There was a small-time actor in something where we're just like, you got – and it was a date night movie we watched. It wasn't uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. It was in the one that we just did. Not with... Troll. Certainly not Troll. Troll. <laughs> certainly was not Troll. It was the one in between those two. 
Okay, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. Who's we'll your, figure what's it out. your we'll number one? Number one. Um, well, you you brought up Star Wars. I don't think I could nominate anyone. Maybe the the the, the inspiration for Wally. I'm going R two D two. So you get the victory. When people ask this question, they want to hear Johnny Five. They want to hear R two D two. They want to hear C three PO. Ain't nobody thinking about Ava from Ex Machina. I got to play in tone here. I can't hijack yep. this. Mm-hmm. We get the victory, the W, most awesome. Congratulations, brother. Thank you, sir. I feel like I really earned it on this one. You did, buddy. You went all in. All right, guys. It may be Sports Podcast episode 250. Uh, you know who I am. I'm Brandana. Been most awesome. MVPs of the week. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Dak Prescott. A uh, big win for the Cowboys. First on the road playoff win in 30 years. Uh, at Dak. You can tell he really wanted it. Came off a tough year last year or two years ago, breaking that ankle. Uh, finally got the contract. You know, just the whispers of, you know, is he a Kirk Cousins in a silver helmet? Like, I think just ready to kind of take that step forward and be seen as, you know, one of our, you know, tier two quarterbacks. And I think step in the right direction, getting that done, taking it over, really good performance on the road for those Dallas Cowboys. Good for you, brother. Got my MVP. Awesome. And also, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of this too. Lost this shit with a third missed extra point on the sidelines. So lost his cool a little bit, but still in the interview, stuck up for his boy. And he's like, that's just passion. I trust him kicking in everything. Like he's, there's not a bigger fan. So I still like, you know, slightly eating your crow to stick up for your teammate. I'm into that. I like it. I like it a ton. Um, I'm going with offensive coordinator for the lions. I just read before we hopped on the pod, Ben Johnson. Uh, he's Stan. He's Stan. He was great. Oh, for, nice. he's good. He's Rebuke, he's, he's saying, no, no, no head coaching opportunities. No, I'm going to stick stick around. I'll, I'll I'll be there later on. I'll figure it out. But he's staying, which is great because I was worried that he was going to go because he was very interesting and fun to watch. Anytime you can get your star tackle that you drafted in the first round last year, a nine-yard fucking catch, I'm into you, Ben Johnson. <laughs> I'm into you. All right, bro. This has been Diamond episode 250. Uh, keep your phone on because when the name of this actor hits me that we put in the Hall of Fame from whatever movie we watched last time at 3.30 in the morning, I will not let it wait mm-hmm. till morning just because I forget it. So I'm going to turn on your alarms, turn on all the things you can. Dr. Mrs. The Commission, have her turn her phone on. Just let's have all the lines open. Pull off my nightcap. Or like, <laughs> when this hits me. It's Ooh. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. I am Brandano. Why don't you sign yourself off? Awesome. I am M.A. Podborg 3000, half man, half hot pod. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.